The Recap on Top Sport with Michael Abramson. Very thrilled to have on the line a man who needs very, very little introduction, but I'm going to introduce him anyway. He's a soccer man through and through, the CEO of Supersport United. Also somebody I was at school with. We played double wicket competitions together at, uh, in cricket at school and somebody who's made a career in the sport of, of football and has carried Supersport United to great heights. Stan Matthews, lovely to have you on the show. Welcome and good evening. Evening, Michael, and thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, it's quite a trip down memory lane when you talk about uh, double wicket competition. <laughs> but um, one thing I very clearly uh, from from our childhood together is you being an unbelievable uh, impersonator of of <laughs> Charles Fortune, and um, I, we, you know the commentary that you used to do of Charles Fortune on the side of the field was actually the main reason why I like cricket. <laughs> Brilliant. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. So it's quite fitting that you, you've moved into that as well and, um, you know, become, uh, you know, such a, a part and parcel of the fabric of South African sports and South African football. Um, it's, been, it's been really a privilege for me as, as a guy who was at school with you and grew up with you and your brother and, you know, knowing your parents and, and where you come from and, you know, to see that you took your passion um, as as a young guy, and uh, you know, you know, commentary is quite a niche thing, and uh, you know, it's almost uh, in a way when you're growing up, especially in 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 the kind of childhood that we had, when you've got a lot of peer pressure and parent pressure to achieve and to to do well and to and to go as far as you can with your studies, with expectations of you know being. Uh, uh, you know, something big in industry, a, a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant or something, uh, but your heart's in sports and your heart's um, in something that's not overly fashionable, like, let's say, commentary or, you know, radio hosting. It's, 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 a, it's a small market and a, and, and a tough competitive environment. And I think, um, you know, what you've done and, and the way you've done it with your own special brand, and particularly for me as as someone in football um, who cherishes um, statistics and factual information uh, because there's so much fluff and um, lack of substance out there these days, especially in the media fraternity and in, in what we would used to call journalism, uh, you know, with really good journalists that um, had backgrounds and degrees in, in writing and, 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 and very knowledgeable in, in, in where they are. And today, like kind of every second person can be a journalist. So I think what you've done um, and, and the, the factual information that you bring to your commentary, certainly in football, the research that you do, the, the calls that you make to myself and other people within the football club to find out what's going on so that you can give listeners and viewers um, a better insight into the game. Uh, I'm tremendously uh, uh, proud of, of everything that you've achieved as, as a like, fellow schoolmate of mine. And I think um, kudos to you. And it's a real privilege to be on your show. Stan, thanks so much. I feel like you are, you're interviewing me at the moment. It's, uh, it's very, very kind <laughs> words and lovely of you to say that. But just don't ask me to do my Charles Fortune impersonation. I haven't done it for about 25 years and I'm not sure I could still do it. But thanks so much for those really kind words. Let's talk about, about your career and particularly about Supersport United. At the moment, sitting third in the table, joint second effectively on points with Pirates. I was looking ahead to the run-in that you have and... 
Uh, it doesn't look too bad on paper. Gallant tomorrow night away and then Amazulu at home. And then the last three teams are all involved in Nedbank Cup semi-finals. Stelly's at home, Chiefs at home, Sekukuni away on the final day. Do you think in a way that gives you a little bit of an advantage over Pirates and Chiefs who've got other commitments and other things to focus on? No, I don't. Um, you know, football's not pay played on paper. Um, it's a very tough league. You have you can look at all the leagues around the world and see uh, when you take your eye off the ball um, what can happen to you. You know, Spurs can lose at home to Bournemouth. Uh, um, yeah. Chelsea can lose at home to Brighton. Uh, in our PSL, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've lost at home to Dondal in in and Cup. So I don't take any fixture uh, and no one at, at, at the football club um, you know, especially not Gavin takes any fixture for granted. Um, you know, you have to go and fight for the same three points against every single team, mm -hmm. and you have to aim to to show up your best each and every day. Because if you show up uh, half baked against any team in this league, any team, team number one, Sundowns to team number uh, uh, sixteen, uh, it doesn't matter which team you're up against. If you take your eye off the ball. They're going to take points off you, and um, w you know we've all uh, been victim of that. And um, you, you know you can't take anything for granted. We've watched Maruma Galant in Africa. We've watched Maruma Galant take points off Kaiser Chiefs, and and uh, you know so we don't take anything uh, for granted at all against any team. And all the teams that we're playing, you mentioned Stellenbosch. Um, they're probably the form team at the moment. Yeah. They took rain as. Uh, since, since I sold them Rainers, he's become uh, basically Harry Kane of, of the PSL. And, um, and, and, and look what he's done. Uh, he, he, that they could turn over sundowns in the cup is tremendous. And, you know, Steve Bark has done a fantastic job. I actually just WhatsApped him just the other day to, to say hats off to him for getting the best out of Ikram um, and um, helping his team, you know, into a healthier position um, on all fronts. So... Uh, you know, it's a very competitive league, Mark, and we'll just fight for each three points as they come. I know, Stan, that, that Dondal Star's defeat was obviously a, a very sore and heartfelt moment for, for the club and for many involved because of uh, what it's basically represented. But looking back on it now, I mean, the way that they took Pirates, virtually it was one penalty kick that could have made a difference at the end of the day, and they really stretched some some top sides. And in a way, I suppose it gives you a chance to focus on, on the main objective, which is to try and end as high as possible, to try and clinch that second spot on the log, whereas your rivals are fighting on different fronts, so to speak. So in a way, uh, I know it's, it might have been a blessing in disguise, or do you see it differently? Well, you have to see it that way if you want to have a winning attitude in life, mm -hmm. because, um, you know, you, you, you want to make yourself feel a little bit better. At the end of the day, I would have preferred to be in the Nedbank Cup and, and had other selection headaches. But when right. it happens to you, you look back and you say, OK, what can I take out of this? And, and part of the consolation, besides learning about the character of players and people around you in your setup, in your club, uh, because you learn a lot from people w when when you're down and and when the results are against you. When you're winning, everybody's your your, your best friend. Uh, you know where the fair where the friend uh, came along uh, from. So, uh, but when it's tough, you you look around and it's hard to find supportive characters and 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 people that are are, are there with you. So you you've got to take those kind of consolations that whatever you know if you lose okay don't lose the lesson and um we try and learn from from everything in terms of what we can learn about our players about ourselves how we can do things better how we can improve and innovate because 
at the moment, football is in a very innovative space and clubs that aren't prepared to innovate um, aren't going to survive. And, and that um, applies to technology, data, um, youth development, uh, uh, just the entire approach, even in terms of, um, you know, spectators and engaging with fans. That landscape in the last few years has is, is completely changed, mm. and um, and clubs need to be um, more nimble and able to to roll with the punches in that space. If football isn't going to lose market share, um, not only to other sports but um, to other forms of entertainment in a day and age when youngsters have so much choices in front of them, you know, my son, uh, as much as he plays sport, loves sport, and is very active um, on all fronts. Uh, not just football, but, you know, he also loves sitting in front of the TV and playing Sony PlayStation and, yes. and taking his team from the third division to the Champions League and playing uh, online and doing other stuff. So if we if we don't um, appeal to, to the future generations, uh, uh, you know, in, in a different way and, and, and make the game more appealing to them, uh, then, you know, so there's a lot of innovation that has to happen at football clubs right now. And it's quite an exciting time. Um, for football as it's evolving at, at quite a rapid pace. Stan, lots more to unpack with you in the remaining 22 minutes or so. Just a reminder, we're talking to the CEO of Supersport United, Stan Matthews, about various aspects of the club and about his career. We'll get on to the coaching situation and some other matters around Supersport United right after this break. The recap on Top Sport with Michael Abramson. Just a reminder that if you would like to pose a question later in the show to Stan Matthews, you're welcome to do so. You can use our WhatsApp number 0614-104-107 or our SAFM studio line 0860-002032. Or if you'd like to answer the quiz question, you can do so as well. Stan, I suppose that uh, having a name like Stan Matthews, it's inevitable that you're going to have a career in, in, in football. What was it like to play in the FA Cup final in 1958? <laughs> it's 1953. Oh, 53. Beg your pardon. A guy like you with all your stats and numbers, I'm absolutely, I'm horrified. I was, just, um, I was just so excited about my question, I didn't look at the details. So, <laughs> Well, you know... Uh, when, when I when I coached at Highlands Park in the early days, um, yes. I, I was still young, but I'd lost my hair and was, I was pretty bald. And I went down. Um, one of the days was my birthday, and I told the kids it was my birthday. So I said to the kids who wanted to guess what my age is, and and like the one kid said, like you're 65. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, because I had no hair, so you know, right. the kids the kid equated that I was very old. So, um, you know, I thought, okay, my namesake's uh, Stan Matthews. Uh, I, I could have I could have bluffed as him, and uh, <laughs> I did get to meet him. Uh, um, I got to meet him, you know, in South Africa, which was which was really fantastic. Uh -huh. and, uh, amazing guy, a humble guy, uh, and, um, uh, you know, someone that, yeah, he imprinted that, uh, that name. Obviously, my mom... Uh, you know, gave me the name on purpose because he had been knighted by the Queen in 1965 as okay. the first uh, British footballer to, uh, to be knighted by the Queen um, after, uh, you know, his exploits for Blackpool and Stoke and England. Um, played professional football till he was 51 and never got a yellow card. Um, and someone who had very close ties uh, with the Snowman family in, in South Africa, came out to South Africa many times. 
um, got involved in, in a, a lot of development coaching clinics and, and, and guest games and things like that. And I uh, was a good friend to South African football. So it was nice for me to have a football name and, 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 and it's been a real blessing to have uh, to be able to have worked in, in, in the game that I love so much and that I was like kind of named into. So, uh, yeah, my mom gave me a, a, a lovely blessing there and it's been a privilege for me to to be involved in South African football and especially at Supersports United, um, you know, a wonderful company to work for, mm-hmm. um, to, to have come through the ranks from the club, not really having uh, done anything. Um, I did win the Bob Save in 99 and, and, and had been relegated, but a young club in its embryonic phases. Um, and given that opportunity by MTS Patel, um, who gave me the chance to transition from an amateur kind of environment at, at, at Highlands Park into a more professional uh, environment at, at Supersports United. And thanks to MTS um, and, of course, my chairman, Kuli Supia, who welcomed me into the club and has been amazing to me for, for, for two decades. So, you know, it's, it's not often that somebody spends 23 years at at a football club, um, mm. but to have been able to come that journey and take the trophies, um, up to 12 trophies at Supersport, the fourth most decorated club in the history of South African football, um, the record uh, consecutive top eight finishes in the league, yeah. which talks to fantastic consistency and stability, which comes first from the owners, you know, Supersport, um, who have been really incredible uh, to the football club, uh, you know, for, 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 for such a long time. And um, and also by the staff, you know, most of my staff have been with me between 15 and 20 years, and, and without the unbelievable people that that we have at the club, the staff that have been able to be so consistent and churn out 23 top eight finishes in a row um, under seven different coaches wow. and 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 a host of different conditions. Um, I'm tremendously proud to have worked with such fantastic people from my chairman. Um, and my staff um, and all the stakeholders at, at Supersport that have given me an opportunity. You uh, deserve every bit of credit that has come along to the club. I mean, it's a fantastic record. And just looking at the stats, it's just trophy after trophy after trophy. You emulated, of course, what Sundowns did in the late 1990s in the PSL in the 08, 09 and 10 season uh, with Coach Gavin Hunt, who's back at the helm. You brought him back. Obviously, it seems to be a perfect fit between Gavin and your club after maybe less successful times at other clubs. But Gavin just seems to fit the club like a glove. What is that relationship like? And the players obviously respond very, very well to his coaching methods. I think um, Jose Ferreira and myself are the only two human beings on the planet that could manage Gavin Hunt. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, it, it takes a special art to to manage um, it, the really top coaches, whether it's Pizzo, uh, whether it's Stuart Baxter, whether it's Gavin Hunt. Um, I've you know had a, a lot of blessings to be able to have worked with guys like that and um, who have won multiple league titles in different places. Gordon Higgerson, um, you know, really really good guys and um, and 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 established coaches. So you know, Gavin ranks amongst the best um, at, at what he does. Uh, he's got his own style and his own method, um, and it, it's not always everybody's cup of tea, but. He and I understand each other well. Mm-hmm. Um, we work well together. Um, the way we understand the way I understand the way he wants to play, 
and um, understand the type of person that he wants to play for him, whether it's the character of an individual or the physical or technical attributes that he's looking for. We're on the same wavelength. We've been through so much together um, from those early years. We, we telepathic. Uh, we can look at each other and we understand exactly. Uh, I sometimes, you know, Gavin looks at me, I look at him, and I know exactly uh, which player he wants me to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, or, you know, or, or, or I get, but I understand him. And, um, you know, he's a gifted coach. Uh, he's, 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 he's done a, a really good job um, of bringing back a feel-good factor in the club, um, up and down the club, not just um, in the first team, but also if you look at our Disky Challenge team at the top of the, of, of the Reserve League and mm. play a fantastic brand of football and, and have done it consistently for two years now with Cabo September and Roscoe Creeling doing an amazing job there. And I think that Gavin's been tremendously supportive um, of the Disky Challenge team, embraced them at training, uh, adjusted his training time so that he can see more of the, of, of the Reserve League players. And, um, you know, it just brought back a, a kind of solidness to the team where um, we feel like we, 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 we're rowing in, in, in the right direction. And, you know, we've got to navigate lots of challenges in the PSL. Uh, it's, it's not easy and we're trying our best to have our own identity, especially with our youth, because um, that's a, a strong aspect for us. And finding the balance between giving Gavin the hardy kind of material that, that he wants in key positions but blending it in also with the youth. And he's shown um, the way he's managed uh, Capello Maseko as an mm. example. Um, uh, you know, uh, even Luke Fleurs, uh, when he has, uh, you know, been fit and, and, and playing for the team, uh, Keegan Johannes. Um, these are young players in their teens that, you know, Gavin's getting battle-hardened and, and doing a fantastic job and making them tremendous assets for the future and he's blended it well with guys like Kabuza and Krobla and Shlatswaya and Bashira and, and, and Sia and Shlapu. So, you know, um, we, we're very chuffed with, with, with um, what Gavin's brought back to the club. Um, obviously, uh, you know, uh, you're only as good as your results and, um, you know, when Keitana started with us, he won the MTN and, um, and, and then things didn't end well. So, so for us, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We set certain objectives for ourselves this year, which was a top four finish. We're on course for that. Mm. Um, we're up against some fantastic teams in terms of Chiefs and Pirates who are you know, chasing that top three for us. And quite honestly, um, you know, if we can finish top four, I'll be very happy. I do have my concerns about playing in Champions League or, and Confederation Cup for us as a club, for where we are right now and what we're trying to grow and, and how we're trying to build bottom up, and that needs a little bit more time. And we didn't expect, you know, to maybe qualify for Champions League or Confed Cup, you know, so soon under Gavin. We thought maybe in year two we could have a dart at that. So I'm not like sure in my own mind whether, you know, but for where we've been, I'm very happy. And, and for, from the players' perspective, um, they're hungry and, and want to try and finish second. So, um, you know, we're all behind them and, and Gavin, and hopefully we can finish strong these last few games mm. and do what we have to do, register the wins we have to put on the board, right. and hope, uh, like hell, that, <laughs> that Pirates and Chiefs slip up along the way. Stan, there's lots more to unpack. There certain individual players I'd like to ask you about. I'd like to ask you also about the 
we heard the announcement earlier for women's team possibly forming pretty soon as far as Supersport United are concerned. Also, the situation with fair play, the situation with loan players, with your stadium, the Lucas Moripe Stadium that's unable to be used at the moment, and the Supersport Academy. Lots to get through. We're just going to pay the rent quickly, and we'll come back and unpack some of those issues in the last 10 minutes. The recap on Top Sport with Michael Abramson. Rapidly running out of time in the show. Stan, we could chat for hours and hours. There's so many questions I still want to ask you. So what I'll do is I'll throw you a multi-part question. You can just answer it uh, as well as you can in the in the time that we've got. I'll, I'll do some speed questions. <laughs> speed questions. All right. So a few players. From Bidzai, from Chipper, there's rumors that he might be coming across to Supersport United. I wanted to ask you about Lepasa, who recently scored for Bafana Bafana. He's on loan from Pirates. I wanted to ask you about the plans for him. Also, Ditlokwe, we've heard that he's going to Chiefs. Is that signed and sealed? So that's that's the first part of the question. Then secondly... Yes, I, uh, let me do it because Mark, my, my, my memory... All right, so perfect. Anymore. So just... I'm just not like you, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about those players. So uh, Ditlokwe will join Chiefs at the end of the season on a, on a, on a free uh, agency contract. All right. Um, uh, uh, Ronald from Vizai will join us at the end of the season on a, on a pre-contract. And um, Le Passa and uh, and Le Passa is on loan, um, so that's something we'll have to sit down and have a chat with Orlando Pirates about at the end of the season. Um, so okay. yeah, next. <laughs> All right, let's go through quickly others, and then we've also got a voice call from one of our listeners who wants to ask you a question as well. So I wanted to ask you about the stadium. What is the situation there now? Because you've had to play uh, your yeah. games at Swan University of Technology yeah. recently. What is the story with the masterpieces so, Moripe Stadium? <laughs> Lucas Maripi is uh, has been banned by the PSL for now. They are doing renovations to try and get it back in order. Uh, we meantime playing our, our, our smaller games um, at the TUT Stadium. Right. Um, we, we've got, obviously got to find a bigger venue for the Kaiser Chiefs game, which um, you know we'll be uh, looking at this week with the PSL. And um, then for next season, uh, you, we've got a table to the board, various options. We've, we've got two or three, probably four, really good viable stadium opportunities to maybe move um it's something that my board will discuss and um and and see see what we you know what the next steps are for the football club perfect uh two more questions just quickly and then we'll take the call obviously this is one that needs a lot of discussion but maybe just a a 30 second answer if you can if it's possible uh sundowns versus the rest a lot of discussion i'm sure you get asked this question all over the place fair play situation it happens in various leagues around the world Uh, how do you get more equality in terms of that and also the women's team what what is the latest in terms of that with super sport um, united so on, on the on the women's team we we will be launching a women's team um for next season whether we qualify for or not um we've got a couple of really interesting options in terms of partnerships um both in the hollywood bet league um and at, at lower levels so um we'll be announcing that in the next probably three months uh, so that's on the women's side. And in terms of the sundown situation, I think you've got to look at things holistically. Um, you can't penalise a team for being good, um, but uh, you know, or, or spending you know a lot of money. We, we, from a financial fair play point of view, um, there's no question uh, that uh, you know we have to we have to consider uh, global best practice, not just in financial fair play, but in all sorts of things. We need to look at squad sizes. We need to look at rules surrounding the lone players. There's a lot of things that we need to look at, but I don't think it's fair to look at it in isolation as if right. 
as if that's a solution to peg back sundowns. I mm. think I think we could all take a lot of leaves out of some of sundowns' playbooks and in the way that they've approached their, their job, the, 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 the way they staff their club, um, the, the attention they pay to detail, to statistics, to analytics. Um, you know, they're doing a lot of things right that is enabling them, uh, to, you know, to, to, to do more than just spend money. And um, they've also prioritized Africa. They've done amazingly well in the women's league. And, and quite honestly, um, they're a world-class outfit. They're, for me, one of the top prides of Africa. And I'm very, very proud of what they've achieved as a football club, right. um, even though I compete with them. And, and, and I, I look up to, to the stuff that they're doing right now, and we want to try and track what they do as closely as possible. In terms of the rest of the global structure uh, around the game, that those are issues that we need to look at holistically and for everybody in the game and not um, uh, you know, be... be um, worried about one club because mm. every league in the world has one super spending club that outstrips the rest, whether right. it's Bayern Munich, PSG, uh, uh, Manchester City or anybody else. So I think, you know, we, we, we need to look at things holistically and not be emotional or, or fans uh, about it. Stan, uh, we could go on forever. We've got to get you back on the show. There's so many questions still to uh, to ask you about. Listeners want to interact with you as well. We're just running out of time, unfortunately. It's been a great, great pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your honesty, for your forthrightness, and for the way that you conduct yourself and the way your club conducts itself. It makes our lives in the media such a pleasure when we commentate on Supersport United matches. Thanks for everything. Hope to have you back on the show pretty soon. And have Thanks, a great Mark. evening. Take care. That's CEO Stan Matthews, CEO of Supersport United. We've had some voice notes in. I'm sorry, listeners, we're just not going to get time to play them this evening. Maybe we'll play them in tomorrow evening if we get a chance to do that. I just want to give you the answer to the quiz question. 17, 37 and 34. Do you know what those numbers refer to? Those were the jersey numbers of the goal scorers in the match between Chipper United and Sekukune United. Elias Mokwana, number 17 scored for Sekukune. Etiosa Igodaro, number 37 scored for Chipper. And then number 34, Chibuike Ohizu scored the winner for Sekukune United. So well done if you got that right. A really packed show on a Monday evening we managed to fit in 14 different sporting codes in the last 52 minutes hope you've enjoyed it we're back again tomorrow it'll be a lot more relaxed we'll have a lot more time to chat to our listeners and to interact with you but hope you enjoyed our guest tonight stan matthews from the team len moleko producing mark preller behind the controls i'm michael abramson